Guys, people on today's show, Lavelle Neal joins the show, and just about as soon as he joins, things start going wrong. So I decide that we are just going to keep it all the way real today, and we're going to show you a little bit of bloopers, talk about a little bit of the behind the scenes, things that are going wrong. And um, I think if you stick with us through a little bit of the rough beginning, that you're going to be blessed by where this conversation goes and the things that come out. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the inspiration. Some people watch because they love and others hating. Y'all already... No. Now in session. What time it is? My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher. Let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you. Let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggled to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. I'm going to be real with y'all, man. And I hope it don't backfire either. Um, I don't even know what I'm going to name this show today. I have a few names. Look, you know what? It, actually, I do. I do know what I'm naming it now because I just said I wanted to be real with y'all. Um, so I was thinking about like, I just got off the uh, line with Lavelle. So um, look, we just, this is just keep it real day. Um, so today we recorded the call with Lavelle first, who's, you know, that's, I'm going to jump right into that. That's going to be the show today. We had a dope call. A lot of funny stuff happens. Um, and then we get to some real, real good, um, information and a real good conversation, but it might have been a rough start to get there. Um, but it but it was a great show. And so, yeah, um, I think I was going to, I usually like record first and sometimes somewhere in the conversation, I figure out what I'm going to name the episode. So like the whole concept today um, that is really hitting me as I talk um, today is all about keeping it real And sometimes keeping it real can go wrong I do talk a little bit about that In the conversation with Lavelle uh, When keeping it real goes wrong That's the focus today So we gonna keep it real And we gonna hope it don't go wrong So I'm gonna be telling you uh, in this intro A little bit of the behind the scenes That you don't always get when you're listening to the show So as I was saying We recorded that first And usually when I get off of the line uh, I know exactly what I want to call the show as far as a title because I've probably organically someone said it during the conversation or something like that. That's how we name the show, right? So that's a keeping it real moment. And in today's particular uh, episode, I was kind of all over the place with even in my mind as I was talking to Lavelle at one point. I wanted to call it refund the refund. Uh, at another point, I wanted to call it you can't trust the public. So, um, yeah, that's, but we landed on when keeping it real goes wrong because this is just a keep it real type of day. So the other thing that happened in that conversation with Lavelle is he mentions, um, the 73rd song. And I remember like, oh yeah, I did like this song that never came out. And I think I've played the back half of that song on a previous episode, but I've never played it like together, I don't think anyway, you know, like have some grace because this is episode 123. So we've recorded a lot of these shows. I've shared a lot of my music, but I'm going to share like I think it's just a two minute clip 
um, of this song that was, um, it didn't even have a name, so I don't even know what his name, um, but it is me, like, kind of spoken word style, um, going through the 73rd Psalm and then going into a rap. So, of course, produced by Red, this is like something creatively we did that I just never put out. So I'm going to play a little bit of that. But today is mostly going to be this crazy conversation I just had with Lavelle. Um, yeah, a lot of keep it real moments. Like I, the phone went out at one point and I look, man, I apologize. Like I got to figure it out because I upgraded my service and it's really been a downgrade experience, if I'm being honest. And it's frustrating because I was upgrading the studio, like Wi-Fi boosters and like adding all this stuff. Uh, better internet and it's like I've been having a rough time um, so that happens in life you know I'm just keeping it real with y'all um, and hoping that keeping it real doesn't go wrong today so let's jump right into the show man we're gonna start off with this song that has no name by this artist named J Will Music I love y'all and I appreciate y'all listening and I hope y'all share this show with a friend or a family member just tell them you want to keep it real with them and hope that it don't go wrong I envied the proud when I saw them prosper despite their wickedness. They seem to live such painless lives. Their bodies are so healthy and strong. They don't have troubles like other people. They're not plagued with problems like everyone else. They wear pride like a jeweled necklace and clothe themselves with cruelty. These fat cats have everything their hearts could ever wish for. They scoff and speak only evil. In their pride, they seek to crush others. They boast against the very heavens and in their words strut against the earth, the earth. And so the people are dismayed and confused, drinking in all their words. What does God know, they ask? Does the Most High even know what's happening? Look at these wicked people, enjoying a life of ease while their riches multiply. Did I keep my heart pure for nothing? Did I keep myself innocent for no reason? I get nothing but trouble all day long. Every morning brings me pain. If I had really spoken this way to others, I would have been a traitor to your people. So I tried to understand why the wicked prosper, but what a difficult task it is. Then I went to your sanctuary, oh God, and I finally understood the destiny of the wicked. Truly you put them on a slippery path and send them sliding over a cliff to destruction. In an instant they are destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. When you arise, oh Lord, you will laugh at their silly ideas as a person laughs at dreams in the morning. Then I realized my heart was bitter and I was torn up inside. I was so foolish and ignorant. I must have uh, everybody turning up, everybody super swagged. I'm so tired of hearing them front. Make them listen from the back. You just heard Everybody Does It by J. Will Music. Yes, I remember the name of the song during the time that the song was playing. It was called Everybody Does It. Because I actually had a project that I was recording entitled Everybody Does It. And the whole concept, right, was about not following the world and not doing what everyone does. And that's why in that 73rd Psalm, it's like, man, he's looking at the prosperity of the wicked and getting frustrated. But it's like I'm kind of trying to point out that, yeah, but we can't do what everybody do. So that's a real dope uh, passage of scripture that Lavelle talks about 
a little later in the show because that actually happened before I'm doing this intro. There you go. When keeping it real goes wrong. You want to know something else? Um, I'm going to just keep it real again. Uh, Y'all know we got the Inspire Guys uh, people text family. Um, I want you to text these words. Be inspired. All one word. B-E inspired uh, to 833-946-2518. 833-946-2518. Or just text me at 833-946-2518 and say, yo, sign me up and I will sign you up and add you to the list to receive the Inspire Guys people, text family, um, and let me be real about this, okay? And hope that this don't go wrong either. So I really love this idea and this um, situation with the Inspire Guys People text family. I think I've sent out three texts in the last like six to eight weeks, six, seven weeks, um, really haven't been doing every week. And I'm just being real. Again, we keeping it real today, giving you behind the scenes thoughts and and it might be too much. I'm going to be real. I hope you don't stop listening to the show. But it's one of those things where like, man, in the midst of all these things that we're doing with the show, I've obviously taken on multiple leadership positions um, in my corporate world. And uh, these are things that are sharpening me as a leader that are helping me grow, um, building my skill set. Self-development is very important to me. It's also keeping me real busy, if I'm being honest. Like I came right in the studio uh, from work today and I was still doing work emails tonight. And it's like probably still got some more emails to send out after the show. But super busy and I'm going to be getting back to sending out the text messages. I'm just keeping it real. Um, always have to adjust to my busy lifestyle as it changes. But please do sign up for this text family. It's all about inspiring you. I'm not even like promoting. I'm not like trying to sell you something. I'm still developing out like what I really want this to grow into. But I think the potential is there for this to be something great and us to continue to grow the community. So again, another keep it real moment. I'm just being real with y'all about all this stuff. But you know what else I'm being real about? The fact that me and Lavelle have a very dope conversation and it goes from zero to 60 in about five minutes. Uh, that's not really fast, but you, you know, again, uh, just a bad analogy, just being real. But I want you to enjoy this conversation. Please listen to the end because I believe that there's going to be something in it for you. Thank you so much for being an Inspire Guys People family member. And I really do ask you to share the link to this show with somebody. There's a family member, a cousin a friend out there that needs the word. They need inspiration. This is all about helping guide them to their purpose. Don't be shy about sending this to them, just like you're not shy about sending a meme or a joke. Let's send some things. Oh, man, goodness, I can talk. I, I don't know what just happened right there. Uh, let's send, send some things to people um, that can really help them, man, you know, and really uh, change their life. So I'm going to sit back, relax, and I'm going to enjoy the inspiration. And it's time to take this show to another level. Thank you. It's time to go. What are you doing here? To another level. Who let you in? It's time to go. All right, that's scary, To another level. I guess you can stay now. I finally got a theme song, y'all. They that wait on the Lord. Ah, come on now. Uh, may I speak to Mr. Lavelle Neal, please? Uh, this is uh, Reverend Dr. Bishop uh, Prelate Potentine Neal. Um, yes, Dr. Neal. Um, I'm happy that you're available. Um, I, I'm calling because uh, we received a $200 refund and we were trying to refund the refund. 
<laughs> you weren't ready for that, was you? <laughs> I, I, I was. I'm still confused. I don't know what just okay. happened. All right, so let me tell you then. Let me tell you. <laughs> so, uh, this really happened today. Number one, um, mm. Tiff. Uh, last year, last year we bought um this patio furniture. Right, you know we were uh building this small extension on our deck in the backyard. Like it is not even. I don't even want to make it sound like it's something crazy because it's not. It's just a, a small extension. Um, with a with a little gazebo or whatever, just to have kind of a cover area next to the patio to chill on. Mm-hmm. And we ran into a whole bunch of issues. I, I did a whole show talking about the contractor there, so don't remind me of that. But <laughs> I bought all this. You know, I'm the, I'm a perfectionist in the regard that like I don't want to put any patio furniture out until the the extension on the deck is completely done, right? Mm-hmm. So last year I bought a bunch of patio furniture, like just a bunch of stuff, and um, one of the sets was, it was a little set, maybe a few hundred dollars, like $700, right? Okay. Well, I start, I just started putting it together this year, um, last okay. week, because the deck is almost done. Uh, we started passing inspections and stuff. Maybe I mentioned that. And my wife, we opened one of the boxes, and she was like, where are the covers at? And I'm like... I thought they came with it because it's pictured on the box. And she like, they're not in the box, right? I didn't think much else of it. She, I didn't know she called um, the place we bought it from. And um, I'm going to just say Home Depot, man. I'm going to just go ahead and say it. That, that's not a client of mine or anything. And um, this isn't, this is, this is pro Home Depot. So long story short, she's on the phone with the lady for an hour. My wife comes in the house like, I'm like, who you talking to? She like, I'm on there with Home Depot. They, uh, you know, um, they said that the covers were supposed to be in the box. I was like, oh, you know what? Oh, they were supposed to be in there. Did you check in this one closet? She checks in the closet and they're there. Mm. And uh, the lady didn't already process the $200 refund. <laughs> so Tiff like, um, guess what? I walked in and told my husband and daughter, and the lady was like, well, Merry Christmas, because we can't refund the refund. <laughs> <laughs> oh, help me, Lord. Oh, my God, can, man. Can, can I be completely honest with you? Yes. I'm going to have one of those, uh, you know, J. Will transparent moments. Thank you. I hardly heard anything you said, brother. The connection went out. Wow. And then it came back in on Home Depot. And then it went back out and came back in, and you were laughing, and I just played it off. <laughs> now, 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 how many of us mm. do that similar thing to God? We don't get the full instructions. Mm. This ain't where I was going, but it just kind of happened because the connection is bad here. And instead of me saying, brother, let's. Let's start over. Let's let's redo it. Let's do. It. I just played it off and laughed along with you. I don't know what I was laughing at. <laughs> you could have said a family member had a tragic car accident, and I'm over here. <laughs> wow, wow. You know what? That is how we do, though. And you know what? I can't stand. I appreciate you. This this is why I have transparent moments. I can't stand mm-hmm. fake people. Like, I can't mm. stand fake people. Like, don't play that off, man. Put it on the spot and let the people know. You have no idea what I'm talking about. 
Um, so I just told the whole story. At least it wasn't to myself. Because <laughs> if you on a, if it, if it was just me and you on the line, now I have the awkward decision of do I repeat myself or not. Mm. And mm. Uh, I'm not one to repeat stories. So, um, <laughs> my, hey brother, if you are a true prophet, woo! Mm. All right, prophet, mm. I want you to guess. It shouldn't even be a guess if you're a true prophet. <laughs> We're not going to do it here. See, you ain't ready. You ain't ready to be put on the spot in front of the world. Now, nah, what up, man? We uh, we about to lose listeners, man. False prophesying, uh, lying, lying preachers laughing at stuff. They don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, man, this is just an amazing day. At the end of the day, my wife got Home Depot to give us $200 back for something that she then later learned that we still had. And they could not refund wow. the refund. Yeah, but I'm sorry, man. It's the connection is so bad. It's like really going in and out. Is and it true? Now or I, me? I don't know. I, I'm assuming it's you. Can you hear me well? I can hear you. All right. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's you. Okay. Hold on. Let, don't worry about. Oh, not that. you. You're you're a provider. I ain't gonna blame you. I, ain't, I, I hope you ain't sitting at the house saying, And so we lost connection again, and this is five minutes later. Um, off to a shaky start here, folks, as we've had some connectivity <laughs> issues. Um, and I gotta de- decide how much of what just happened am I gonna keep versus edit out. Um, but we did not cuss because we don't cuss because we saved and we love God. And uh, we correct. did not use any uh, choice words or let the spirit of anger or frustration mm. have its way. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm. What up, man? How you feeling, Lavelle? Um, we've been talking for 15 minutes now and ain't said two <laughs> words that made any type of impact on nobody's life. Uh, I'm doing very, very well, man. I, um, uh, so... Well, uh, yes. Okay, so I'll go into it, and then I'll make a little announcement toward the end, if that's okay, about quarantine with Louisville. Okay, for sure. For sure. All right. So, um, my wife was having some tooth issues. Her tooth was hurting her really, really bad. So, she made a dentist appointment at my dentist. She switched over to my dentist. So, I said, well, you know, since I'm taking her, I may as well go to just get a little checkup. So they just wanted to check us out, check her out, rather. We went in, they checked her out, and they told her what was going to happen the next week when she came back. And I went in, and they checked me out, supposedly just for a cleaning, but she found some, some issues. And basically what was happening was she said that one of my teeth on the outside, it looked good. But on the inside, it was beginning to decay. Mm. And so we, when we went back the next week, what they said for my wife was going to take, it was supposed to take longer than mine. And it ended up being when I, because I, I was sitting up there concerned because they called her back first. And uh, I said, oh, well, when they call me back, they're going to do something real quick and bring me right on out. And so I felt, you know, I'll be sitting out here waiting on her. But I was back there so long. When I came out, she was done. It said she had been waiting out there about 45 minutes. Wow. <laughs> so when she went into the tube, um, it was more decayed than the x-ray showed. So it was a lot more that she had to uh, 
take care of in there. And I thought to myself, I said, wow, the tooth looked perfect on the outside. Major, major problem going on. Well, there was a there was a, a part from my end where you dropped out. Mm. Said the tooth looked perfect from the outside. Uh huh. Major, major going on. But um, <laughs> I think we all get the point. We mm -hmm. all, even though it might have dropped a little bit, um, because um, I don't know, I don't know who to blame at this point. We we both seem <laughs> to have bad service. I don't want to um talk badly about any businesses. You know, I don't do that on this show, especially since the um, you know, the company that I I switched to my phone, my internet, and my cable. I also bought a little bit of stock in that company, just a little bit, oh. nothing crazy. Um, okay. because I try to only invest in companies that I actually believe in. So now, because I've purchased a small amount of shares of stocks in this company, I actually am a part owner in the company that is mm. ruining my life right now. So um, <laughs> I blame myself. Uh, anyway, um, I know people are like part owner. Yeah, that's what happens when you when you buy shares. Uh, I don't care if you buy one share. I ain't say how many. <laughs> that's right. But I bought a share of the company. <laughs> I won. No, I'm joking. I don't have one, but uh, even if you did, you were part owner, and somebody was kind of uh, challenging me on that. And I was like, "Well, when you buy one share of a company, when their board board of director voting and stuff comes up, you uh -huh. get an invite to vote. Like uh -huh. you, you, you own part of the company. So, um, I own part of the company that that dropped out the part of your message that you thought was going to be really the home run hitter, which is." <laughs> Which is the fact that sometimes things can look absolutely perfect on the outside, but on the inside, they can have some issues. Now, there's 101 ways that we can attack this topic. All right. So I think many times we as Christians, we get to that point where we look good on the outside, you know, but a lot of times we don't want to admit when we have issues on the inside. And to be honest, I think, it's just my personal opinion, that that's one of the purposes of the church. It's so that we can have somebody to talk to. You know, the Bible talks about not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, right? So that we'll have somebody to confide in. You know, the Bible talks about confessing your faults one to another, you know? And uh, I remind, I believe it's in the 78th Psalm, I believe. I'll double check that before we uh, go off. But um, the Psalm writer was just talking about how everything looked like it was going so well for those who were not professing the God of Israel. How they were being blessed and they were being prosperous. And it, it just made me think. And many, many times we see the world prospering, right? We see the, the, the world driving by in all these nice cars and we standing at the bus stop or, you know, all of these, the world's kids are excelling and getting all type of college degrees or whatnot. And uh, everything is going great. Everything is going well for them. And, the, you know, the Christian's kid is the one that's acting up in school and, and not doing this and not doing that. 
And we begin to build, we, we begin to let these things build up in us. And that songwriter made a statement. They said, my foot almost slipped <laughs> because they didn't have anybody to talk to. They didn't have anybody to confide in. And it also said when they went to talk to people about it, that they kind of went off on them. Right. So what we'll do is we'll look good on the outside. We'll come to church. We'll put on a nice suit. We'll, you know, get dressed up, smelling good, looking good, hair done, everything, you know, nails, everything, just looking good, right? But we're a lot of times we're sitting there with these issues, and these issues are eating away on the inside of us, and nobody can tell. Nobody can tell what's going on on the inside of you. If you allow, now I'm not just talking to you all, I'm talking to myself as well. If we allow things to eat away, you know, eat away on the inside of us, then what is going to happen? We're going to be empty on the inside. We're going to be hollow on the inside. I've talked to or read the testimonies of many atheists who were Christians. And one of the things that I always hear from these people time and time again, very few of them, very few atheists who were ex-Christians, very few times is the fact that they say, well, I looked at the evidence and I decided that Christianity was not the way to go and that there there is no God. It's usually because of something that happened. My mother died from cancer. My brother died in a car accident, and he was a a believer. And, you know, why did God allow this to happen? You know, my child has some disease or uh, cerebral palsy, you know, whatever it may be. And we allow these things a lot of times to just eat away on the inside. So it's possible for us to look good on the outside, but if we don't deal with the issues, my late pastor, V.B. Washington, preached a message called Dealing with the Root of the Problem. And I think that's something that we definitely, definitely have to do is deal with the root of the issue. Otherwise, we are going to be just wasting away, wasting away. Still looking good, but wasting away. Still coming to church, but wasting away. Still, you know, still list, lifting your hands, listening to gospel music, but wasting away. What I will say is this: um, even as I think about money, because we we had we we talked about finances last week. Some of us are broke. We don't have mm-hmm. a dime, right? And instead of being real with ourselves and saying we don't have a dime, so we change our behavior so we can learn about finances and grow our money pay down our debt, do all those things, build our credit. Like we just keep polishing the brokenness. So mm. it's like, you know, look, nobody knows I'm broke. If I wear Yeezys everywhere I go. Mm. And I guess my point is mm. at some point shining up the old dirty outside to make it look new. Ain't good enough versus just being new. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you went in there and your tooth, you you thought it was, you was looking good. Like, oh, I'm good. I'm good to go. <laughs> right. But when you want to be real, and, and this is the last thing I say, I'll let you jump back in. That x-ray is you being real. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is the shiny tooth is good. Look, your tooth would have been good enough had they never did the x-ray. 
So some of us would rather walk around with the old tooth that looks new versus doing the x-ray and just getting a new mm-hmm. tooth. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good faking it mm-hmm. because everybody think I got it. I don't really want to look myself in the mirror and admit you don't got it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, the interesting thing is now what b- before they took the x-ray, I had no problems with the two. You know, usually you were, you would drink something cold or eat some ice cream or something and you would feel it like, Oh, I need to go to the, there was nothing there. I had no idea that there was a problem with that too. But because of the decay that was going on on the inside, had I not had it done, eventually that decay would have got to the nerve. Then it would have been a major issue. Instead of just, and so instead of just getting a filling, I want to make that clear because you said getting a new tooth. I didn't, they didn't pull them. I didn't get a new tooth, y'all. I, it's the same tooth. But what they did was they filled it. Now, had I waited longer, then... I may have had to get a root canal or if I didn't get a root canal, I may have had to actually have the tooth pulled. Do you think you could take the filling back? You think they are refund the refund again? Like if, if you had changed your mind right now, it was like, you know what? I want to, I want a whole new tooth. Like, it's, ain't it crazy? Some stuff you can't take it back. Like some can't stuff is it like, like, it's just like, bro, you can't take that back, bro. Like you, Look, you put on some socks all you want. Like, you don't take them socks back to the store. And, uh, right. you know, I'm not going to say what I was originally about to say. I just leave that I, 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 It literally just popped in my head. <laughs> <laughs> don't take them back. No. Don't take all them right. back. No, look, man. Um, I think this is one of those things that, again, it can apply to so many things. But when you really just step back and look look at it, like, holistically and like from at a high level, you could just be like, all right, I just want to be real with myself. That that's really yeah. been my thing and kind of part of the key to my growth. It's like, all right, man, you could front for other people, but it's mm-hmm. some people fronting for themselves. Mm. That wow. is scary to me. Like, could right. you imagine if, if you knew the tooth was messed up, but you mm. were still walking around like, look, I'm going to say this. I don't know which tooth it was, but let's just lie and say it was the front tooth, right? I'm, I'm assuming uh-huh. it wasn't. But No, it was not. Okay, well, you could have you could have lied and said, yeah, and just repented afterwards. So that, whatever. So the example man can go to work. My point is, if that was the front tooth, here's the crazy thing about it. You could still smile in all your pictures and might even have some people that's jealous of your tooth. Like, man, it's like we look at people sometimes we look at each other this is why I don't like competition and comparisons because you could be looking at somebody you could be looking at me and thinking he got it all together like I just man why you why you can't be more like Jermaine like why you can't I don't, that's why I never tried to like in my marriage and stuff me and my wife never tried to be no power couple I don't even like that term like y'all can keep yeah. that away from me because I done seen people be a power couple one month and not even a couple the next month. And it's like, right. no disrespect to nobody, but it's like, it's too much to just keep a relationship and a marriage going than me be trying to front for y'all and shine up my marriage and make it look better than it is. 
but that's mm. what we make a living out of doing. We on Instagram, social media, we stunting on each other. And what mm. we need to do is we need to take a step back and be real with ourselves and try to refund the refund. Like, you know, you know what, bro? Let me take all them pictures Man. back. Some of y'all need to take, delete all the pictures you can, take them down, because all them pictures is a lie. Wow. You know, I, I was getting ready to say, you know, at least have somebody that you can confide in. But when you said, you know, we 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 faking out ourselves, I, that is very scary. And I think many of us do it. You know, I think many of us do it on a spiritual level. You know, we don't want to admit when we're in spiritual crisis mode. I remember uh, one time you called me. You, you called me, and I thank God. You know, I, I give you a hard time, but I thank God for our relationship, you and I. I think we have a very good relationship. We can we talk to each other very open, honest, and blunt. Yep. Uh, but it's all in the spirit of love. But I remember you called me one time, and you said, like, "You know, I think it was I think it was when we were when we were reading the year we read through the Bible." Okay. And you had called me about this for yeah, so uh, twenty thirteen. And uh, so you called me about a particular scripture. I won't go into it, but um, you called me about a particular scripture. You was like, man, I, I you know, I, I got a problem with this scripture. And so did I. <laughs> and we both admitted that to each other. And then we both went and studied it. And then we came back together and had a better understanding. But if we had just read over that scripture and had a problem with it, and not took the time to study it out, read it in its context, find out what the, the historical situation was, the cultural situation was that was going on at that time, you know, that's how a lot of people end up falling off because they have a problem with certain scriptures. You know, you may not believe, this, this wasn't it, y'all, but you may not, you know, believe that a, a whale or a big fish could have swallowed Jonah, right? And so you just brush it off. And now you're going on, and then later on, you know, some atheist or agnostic or somebody is starting to harp on you, and because you had these doubts in your mind, what they'll be doing is feeding your inner agnosticism, your inner doubts, right? And they'll begin to build up, and that's what I'm talking about with the whole tooth thing, which was it was decayed on the inside. It looked good on the outside. You know, you cannot walk down the street and point out and say, oh, that, that guy's an atheist. Oh, that guy is a Mormon. Oh, that guy is a Christian. You well, maybe the Mormons you can because they they wear the uh, white shirts and the black ties. But for the most part, you can't. On the ten feet, shout out to the Mormons. Right. Bro. I didn't know what they were when I was a kid, man. I'm like, wait a minute, why is? I'm. I'm can I just be real? No, finish your thought. I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, no, no, wait, wait. I was done. Like I didn't understand when I was a kid. Like why they the Church of Latter Day Saints? Like I'm like why. Like, why they late? I, I did not get it as a kid. I'm like, yo, these dudes, they coming on the bike. They cool people. They on the 10-speed in the uniform. That's another problem I have. I have a problem with uniforms. Can I just be real with y'all? Like, um, and this ain't, like, man, dog, I, pro I don't, I'm saying this out of love. I, I'm saying this out of love, y'all. Like, we, we got an invite. You know, like we, when you get it, I, I just use it this way. When you ever get an invite to a party and it's like mm -hmm. a uniform to the party, like, yo, this is a black party. And it'd be like, yeah, I instantly get like depressed about the party. Now I'm like, oh, so you just picked my clothes <laughs> for me. Okay. Right. Now I have, it's a uniform for this party. Anyway, I'm so sorry to go off track, but <laughs> I do know that 
when you talk about this idea of having an issue with scriptures, right? Because I, mm -hmm. I want to make this practical for somebody. Okay. Why is it do you think we have a problem being real with ourselves? So I'm like, when you think about that scripture, I, I could have read that scripture and been like, all right, I'm going to think this on the inside, but I'm not going to say it to Lavelle. Why do mm. you think I wouldn't have said it if I chose not to say it? <sighs> Man, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what our thoughts are. I, I don't know if we feel like people are going to judge us and we just want to look good. Um, I, I don't know if we want to, you know, just, Okay, I, I'll use myself as an example. I, I have a problem. I think I may have mentioned this on the show. I know I was talking to my wife about it, but I have a problem with people not liking me. Right? I think I've mentioned this on the show before. So this is something that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get over, and you know, the position that I'm in, I, you know, I have to, you know, be able to brush these things off. But it's not, it's not as easy for me. So, you know, I want to know why don't you like me? What did I say that made you not like me? What did I do? You know, whatnot. So in other words, I'm always trying to look good. So if I have a problem with a certain scripture or a certain belief or tenet of the faith or whatnot, I, I just say, I would, I personally sometimes feel like, well, if I mention this, then people are going to look at me like, oh, he's starting to lose his faith. Oh, he's not a believer anymore. And I had referenced the scripture earlier. I said it was Psalm 78, but it's actually Psalm 73. I just want to read just a little bit of it, and then we'll, we'll uh, talk. But it starts off, it's, it's a Psalm of Asaph, and it says, Truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. Start off real good, right? And verse 2 says, But as for me, my feet were almost gone, and my steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. And then he goes into detail about the things that they were prospering in, and but he was a believer, and he wasn't prospering in these things. And then it got down to verse 15, and it says, If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against a generation of thy children. In other words, I, I can't talk about this around church folk because they're gonna they're gonna be offended. Oh, Lavelle's starting to lose the faith. Oh, Lavelle about the backslide. Lavelle about the leave God. He got questions about the Bible. He got questions about God. So I think a lot of times we, I don't know. I, I, that's just just my take is that we 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 try to save face, and it's like no, we need to deal with the issues, deal with these things that we're going through. No, that's a good point, man. You know what's crazy about that that Psalm seventy three? I got. I don't even know if you ever heard this song. I don't think I ever played it on the show because it's an incomplete song. I did because I preached that before back then. I actually preached. I, I have a whole like sermon. Um, from back then on that whole division of, of 73rd Psalm. And I did this song where I'm like poetically, like, uh, what is it called? Spoken word of that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's the whole chapter or not. I might I might play it in this episode. I think I'm a, I'll maybe play it at some point um, in Wait. this episode. But uh, it's just a snippet anyway. It's just like something me and Red was working on and I, I never put out. But... Um, you made a good point. Like, I wonder if 
And I'm just thinking out loud, like, it sounds like we might be so judgmental of each other that we are causing each other not to be able to be real with ourselves. Now, I think that goes both ways. You <clears> talked <throat> about it from your perspective and being accountable about like, okay, I got an issue because I, I, have a, I want everybody to like me. And we know that that's really impossible. And that is a struggle right. to deal with, especially when you're doing things publicly like this. Because I always say some people are listening because they love you and some are listening because they hate you. Like, it's some mm -hmm. people who, like, you know, they, when you think about anything, it's like, it ain't, it ain't, I'm not saying me. I'm not talking about, like, I have haters. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm saying in general, like, people follow you for good or bad reasons. It's like when we, we ever think about all the stuff we share um, on social media these days. How many things do we share are to, that's to make someone else the butt of a joke? It's almost mm. like our entire existence is to embarrass people now. And you can't, because you can't do nothing without somebody dang near making you a right. meme, that will call, yeah. that will cripple somebody and cause that person not to do anything. So mm -hmm. my point is, it's two sides of it. One, I need to be accountable and I need to be able to say, everybody's not going to like me and I can't let that stop me. But mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that that person isn't still responsible like for the part that we play with other people. And I think ultimately you said it in our, in our relationship, our friendship, we've created a space where you can actually be open with each other. And to the point that it could be awkward to people, if you don't know me and Lavelle and it's your first day, you know, we are going out to dinner or something. You might be feeling like, dang, why he getting at him like that? Like, why is he saying that to him? And yeah. the thing is, we've created a space where we can actually say the truth to each other. Yeah. And that's yeah. important. So my point is, you, you know, just to reluctantly give you a shout out, one of the things that you taught me since we've been cool, just organically, right? Like being cool with you, you taught me through these past 10 years that we've been friends that like people are different and you can't just jump to a judgment on somebody because they're not exactly like you. You get mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because me and you yeah. aren't exactly like each other. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? We don't necessarily in our daily lives like 100% act out our salvation in the exact same way. Right. But when there's something different, we don't jump to judgment on a person to the point where it cripples them. So it's like, oh, I don't want to tell Lavelle this because like you said, if I tell him, then he going to think I ain't saved. Mm -hmm. So, so how can we start changing that? Like, what are some things people can do? Cause I really want, I think this is something that people deal with. That's why I'm spending time on it. And I want to versus just making the points, which are good points. I want to actually try to like dig a little deeper and say, okay, what's one or two things, one or two pieces of advice you would give a person now that's admitting, yo, you know what? I'm finding myself not being real with myself. And even being scared or feeling like I'm sinning if I say that I question a passage of scripture. How do I get mm. comfortable enough to question something in scripture? Yeah. So I, I think the first thing, and you you kind of hit on it, the first thing, number one, is to be honest with yourself. I think that's the first thing you have to do. Don't don't skirt around the issue with yourself. Number one, be honest with yourself. And then number two, I think is to be honest with God about it. The other things I believe will come later, 
But God cares primarily about our relationship with him and then secondarily about our relationship with everyone else. And you, we can see that uh, Genesis chapter 3 and verse 9, that famous scripture where Adam and Eve had just ate of the fruit. And then God called out. He said, Adam, where are you? Now, of course, God knew where Adam was because he knows all things. But he was asking him, where are you in your relationship with me? And then ironically, that's in, that's in Genesis 3 and 9. And then in Genesis 4 and 9. God asked Cain, where is your brother? So I think these two scriptures kind of show us, okay, God cares about our relationship with him, and he also cares about our relationship with others. So I think, number one, be honest with yourself. Number two, be honest with God. And then number three, I think that would help you to be honest with somebody else. And, of course, you need to get somebody that you can trust that's going to speak the truth into your lives. That same Psalm 73 uh, after verse 15, where he says, if I, you know, offend the children of a of, of generation, verse 16 goes on to say, when I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. In other words, he was being honest with himself. It was just too much for me. And then finally, verse 17 says, until I went into the sanctuary of God. So after he was honest with himself and say, okay, I'm going to be honest with myself. This is just too much for me. I can't talk to the church about it right now. I have to be honest with myself first. Then it says, until I went into the sanctuary. When we, when we get that audience with God where it's just me and God, just you and God dealing with these issues, talking about these issues, we already know there are examples in Scripture of people questioning God. It's the, 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 the actual question is, how are you questioning God? What are your motives, right? Uh, Mary, Mary um, the mother of Jesus, is a great example, right? She asks, how will this be? How is this going to happen? She asks a question. But Zechariah, the father of John, he asked the question, too. How, how is this going to happen? I'm an old man, my wife old. But it was the, the, the motives and the spirit behind the questions that they were asking. Are you being sarcastic in asking the question? Or are you being open, honest, and real with yourself? And then next with God. Man, you, you said a bunch of good stuff. Um, I want to add one thing. Cause, so, so you said, right, cause, and, I, and that was really great information. You really gave three, three uh, forms of advice. You said, be honest with yourself, be honest with God, and be honest with someone else. And it's all about having the right spirit with the questions, right? So mm-hmm. you, we have the freedom to question when we do mm-hmm. it in the right spirit. I want to add one little caveat. Mm-hmm. Be responsible with the public. So mm-hmm. notice mm-hmm. that our conversation that we had now that was about seven or eight years ago Right. Mm-hmm. So eight years ago, we had a conversation about something we questioned in scripture. And I'm not saying we never mentioned it to this point. We might have mentioned it once or twice or something. But mm-hmm. it, it took, you know, let's call it six to eight years before we ever even felt the need to bring it to the public. Then mm-hmm. we're bringing it to the public with purpose. So mm-hmm. here's the reason I'm saying this. These days, we feel the urge to go to social media with all of life issues like we social like we addicted like it's a it's a drug like oh man i'll be looking at people that's like saying stuff on social media that just happened 
that's very sensitive personal stuff. And it's like, let's learn. And I get it. I understand why it's tough because social media is new. Social media is like if somebody, if aliens came down from the sky and gave us an alien gun and we like, oh, what this do? Hey, shoot this. And you could like, if you shoot somebody, you could pop up in another, uh, on the east side from the west side. Like it's a transporter. We would all just be shooting each other, transporting, not understanding what the side effects of the transportation is. So what's my point? My point is, I think what some people would do is is make a post like, I'm questioning John three and three. What y'all think? And yeah, the, the reason yeah. this isn't responsible is because now you're number one. You don't even know what you think yet. You haven't mm-hmm. took it. You haven't been real with yourself, been real with God, then being real with someone that you trust. Now you're being real with the public and the possibilities of the responses are endless. Right. And now right. you got other people reading that post that could be discouraged because you haven't gone through the process. Yep. There was a, uh, I won't say his name. There was a very famous pastor, um, old, older, older pastor. And uh, I mean, I'm, when I say famous, I'm like worldwide, like, you know, not here in Detroit, just, you know, worldwide pastor. And his, his son is now an atheist. But if you go to his Instagram page, it started off while he was still in church him making these posts about, you know, whatever, you know, scriptures that he had an issue with. And now he's a full blown atheist. Um, and he goes on and he, he attacks these certain scriptures and, you know, but it's just amazing to me how it started off with him, you know, like you said, not thinking through it, not sitting, you know, not being honest with himself, not being honest with God, not finding somebody that he could trust. He could sit down and talk to about it. Because it's funny because I listen to his his atheist arguments, they are so whack that it's like literally a person who just started studying scriptures can figure this stuff out. <laughs> you literally have been in church your entire life. Your father is one of the most famous pastors on the planet, and you are an atheist, so you clearly never wanted to get any type of understanding out of it. You just wanted to get it out there for the public. So I think that's a very valid point that we should, you know, let us get an understanding on it first and then, you know, responsibly, your key word, responsibly, then we can take it, you know, to maybe try to help somebody else. You can't trust the public. That's it right there. You can't (laughs) trust the public. So here's what we do. When I'm when I'm calling you and I have an issue with something in scripture or something I'm doubting or questioning, I'm mm-hmm. calling you because I trust you. Mm-hmm. I trust mm-hmm. you because we've prayed together, we've seen good things, challenging things about each other like we've actually spent time, right? So here here's the problem, right? Let's let's just keep it super practical. If I put on let's say me and my wife were having issues, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be real with myself about it. We got issues. I'm going to be real with God about it. We got issues. Mm-hmm. All right, now, Lavelle said be real with somebody else. I got 5,000 Facebook friends, so let me be real with them. Like, bro, you can't trust them. Do you know right now right. if I put on social media that I'm having issues with my wife, it might be 500 DMs, and 275 of them is going to be trying to at least get my number. 
So what's my point? If my <laughs> exactly. wife, if, yeah, exactly. if your wife, if any of our like you go, your wife go. If my wife go on social media, like, oh, it's getting rough out here. You know how many dudes gonna be like, uh, they, I can see it now. Man, inspire God's people, sis. Like they just like when you can't trust the public, it, it's yeah. okay. I don't know why we feel like we have to trust people we don't know. Trust is earned. You I look, absolutely like like Doug say, like, I can't trust you. <laughs> like Doug, I can't right. exactly. I can't, I can't trust you. So look, my point is. We take these personal, sensitive issues, these rip like, and I, I'm just being real, man. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not trying to spoil the social media party. I'm really not, but I'm being honest. I I can't even really scroll that much because <laughs> the level of ignorance is yeah. so irritating. Is the best way I could put it. It's irritating yeah. to see someone like who's. I see this all the time with believers posing a public question that potentially misguides the faith. And here's the thing, Lavelle, you know why they're doing it? Cause in their mind, they're keeping it real. Mm. And I'm telling you, dude, I look, I hate to say this cause I'm not encouraging nobody to watch. I don't promote watching or nothing. I used to watch the Dave Chappelle show when I was in college. <laughs> I was just getting ready to say I they need to go and watch that. <laughs> I haven't watched it since I was in college, so I'm not even. I'm I'm not telling you to go watch it. But he had a segment called "When Keeping It Real Goes Wrong," and I, I'm reluctant to even say it. Like, look, because I don't know what you might find there. Because I, like I said, I haven't seen this since college. But I used to love this segment because he took things that was like. People think you supposed to keep it real all the time. Let me be the first to tell you, it's going to be some times that you keep it real and stuff is going to go wrong. Absolutely, man. You you know, you said, you said this to me one time. I don't, I don't remember if you said it in public or on the show or anything, but I, I, I know you, I know for sure you said it to me, right? But you said to me that social media, it, it, you know what it does? It emboldens people. Yeah, it gives people this courage that they would not have had if it had not been for that type of platform. You know, some, some people say to me on social media, they would never say to me in person. No, um, I think I told you this. I, you know, when uh, my wife was pregnant and we were going to find out the, the the sex of the baby, they wouldn't let me in because of COVID. So I was upset because they never told us that. You know, they, 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 we talked to several people on the phone and every single person, three people, three different people on three different days said to us that both of us could go in. And then we get there, they turned me away. So I was upset. So I went on social media to vent a little bit. And <laughs> when I did, just in the public, and this lady that I work with said to me, oh, get over it. People are dying from COVID and you're mad because you can't find out what you're having. And when I say my blood pressure shot, I was like, this lady never would have said that to me if we were in public, I mean, in person at work. But that's what social media does. It emboldens people. It gives them this, this, this courage to say stuff. I'm a part of this, um, it's, it's a Facebook marriage group. And it's like a, a couple thousand people in the group. And I don't know, maybe at, at least once a week, somebody comes in and says, Hey, y'all, I'm getting married this weekend. Any advice? <laughs> and when I say there are thousands of comments, most of them are horrible. Yep. It's like, 
wow, why would you go to social media to say, ask for advice from these people that you don't even know? You you literally can't trust the public. So like like here here's the thing, man. Like that we don't understand is that. Like, again, when keeping it, because people say, I'm just being real. Like, all right, yep. so it's this balance, right? We have to learn how to critically think and stop living in extremes. People mm -hmm. live life in an either-or manner. Now, that's good when you're talking about things like serving Jesus Christ, right? He doesn't want you mm -hmm. to be lukewarm. He wants you to be hot or cold. There are some things in life that we have to be balanced about, meaning, Okay, I want to keep it real. So now critically think through what does keeping it real go, uh, mean? I was about to say, what does keeping it real going wrong mean? What does keeping <laughs> it real mean? All right, if me and my wife have issues, does keeping it real mean that I owe the public, like I owe them the explanation of what we argued about last week in mm. full detail because I want to keep it real. No, bro. But does that now mean that then I come in public and fake like I have the perfect marriage? No, we need to learn mm -hmm. how to balance it. That's why. And I'm yep. not saying I have it the perfect way, but that's why I don't try to throw my marriage. I'm not trying to brand my right. marriage. I let people know, like, don't put us on a pedestal. We are normal human beings with normal human being problems. We've been through a lot of up and ups and downs. But so, hey, I'll be honest. I'll be real with you about that. We don't have this perfect like we're better than you mentality. But I will be honest with you and also say it's also none of your business what we argued about last week. It's none of your business, Absolutely. you know what I mean, like whatever the details, because you know why? Because I don't trust you. Like, I, <laughs> look, it's 6,000 of y'all talking to me at the same time. I, mm. I literally, like, again, Doug, shout out to Doug. Right. Read me versus. <laughs> I can't trust you. Like, right. I literally just can't. I, and I'm not saying it disrespectfully to people. Mm -hmm. I, it's too many of y'all. So if I if I put out a post right now, do you know what people argue about? Sugar or salt in your grits? <laughs> like you want me right. to tell you about my marriage and y'all arguing about sugar or salt? We can't even agree on what to put in our grits. <laughs> you want me to trust you? So, so what happens, here's the last thing I say, I'll let you jump back in. Oh my God. When we take things to the public that don't belong in the public, right? We get too many options in return. So the, the idea, the Bible says, seek wise counsel. Have wise yes. counselors and mentors in your life. People that mm -hmm. you trust, that you vet it, so that you know it doesn't mean that these people are always right, but it means mm -hmm. that you have some perspective behind what they're telling you and you're not giving yourself too many options because that too many options is a bad deal. I, um, There's a uh, this one restaurant. What is it called? in and out little burger joint that's on the West Coast, mostly um, okay. and some down south. And when I, I remember I had never been there, but I'd always heard about it on TV or different stuff. And I was in Houston last year uh, before the pandemic in February. I went to Houston and we drove by when I was like, oh, we got to stop here, bro. We got to stop. And I got the in and out and I'm like, whoa, the line wrapped around the building. This place is famous, mm. world renowned. They got about mm. four things on their menu. Mm. They didn't even have mayo for your burger. That burger <laughs> came with ketchup, mustard, and maybe lettuce or something. My point is because they're not offering too many things, they're mm -hmm. able to maximize the little bit they're doing. Chick-fil-A don't sell hamburgers. They right. sell chicken. 
And so <laughs> right. they're able to do it well. So what am I saying? Let's minimize the number of options we're giving ourselves by too, telling too many people our business. Can't trust the public. Yeah. That is excellent, man. I, I I literally crack up every time I see the salt versus sugar. I'm like, this is a personal preference, you know. Or somebody somebody posts on there, one of these has to go, and then they have, you know, whatever four different candy bars or pops or you know whatever. It's like yeah. people are start arguing about this stuff. Or or you mention Chick Fil A, the Chick Fil A versus the Popeyes chicken sandwich. I mean, clearly, Chick Fil A is the best. What? Clearly, clearly, that's how you're right. Matt, Matt always, man, my boy Matt Mitchell, dude. Matt was on the show a couple of weeks ago, up from slavery. Matt will try his best to convince you that Popeyes is better because they line is long. I was like, bro, Popeyes line is. I can't say this. <laughs> you got me talking. You know what? You got you about to get me in trouble, brother. <laughs> Let's keep it positive. Popeyes has great chicken. Chick Fil A has great chicken. Uh, let mm -hmm. me not trash businesses. Um, here, here's what I'm trying to say, though. At the absolute end of the day, um, those things are cool to to have friend, friendly banter about, right? We're not saying you right. can't uh, friend yeah. in a friendly way joke about that. But I'm telling you, go in the comments. Like, it's people on social media that literally go off on, on simple things. And my whole thing right. is like, it's irresponsible and immature to put everything in the public. It just is. And some of Amen. what we're doing, it goes back to the beginning of this, is why. Why are you mm. questioning it in the public? It's because some of us are trying to look like a shiny tooth. We're trying mm. to look like we got it together. When on the inside, we're asking the question because we're hurting, we're, 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 we're questioning, we're doubting, we're lacking faith, but we're trying to look like experts. What I'm telling you, man, free yourself from self-righteousness. Mm. Free yourself. It's a beautiful thing not to feel like you got to know everything or that you are the standard for everything in life. Look, some people be like, no, y'all y'all are a power, power couple, but no, 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 no. I'm free <laughs> from that. I don't have to put the pressure yes. on myself that me and my wife, because guess what? If you run into me in the dollar store, in the mall, in Walmart, bro, I don't know what I'm going to look like. If you think I'm the standard, I know how to dress. I know how to clean up well. But I'm not trying to look fresh every day. I just, man, mm -hmm. I just got off work. A long day I need to run to the store. Me and my power couple wife might be looking like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to give an example, Lavelle. Um, so me and my wife. Um, how can I, I, I don't like to talk about businesses in a way. So like, I'll just say this. We, I, and I don't know that I mentioned this. Maybe I did. So I'll make it quick. We went to a dealership and I think I did mention this on the show, but we went to a dealership, um, a, a luxury dealership. And, um, we hadn't planned on going to a dealership that night. We had went out just to go for a drive during, you know, during the pandemic, just to get out the house. We go mm -hmm. in a, we go in, um, in this dealer. And we stood there for five minutes before anybody ever walked up to us. Mm. And they finally walked up to us and we, you know, we test drove a car. You know, when you test drive, you know, you go out, they check your information and stuff like when you're when you're gone. You know what I'm saying? And, and okay. checking the and checking the information while we were gone, he realized that I've bought something from him before. 
So when we got back, now all of a sudden they want to sell me something. Man, mm. if I tell you when they looked at us, when they yep. looked at us because we was looking toe up, they, I'm literally five minutes. We stood in the middle of the dealership. We didn't complain. Like I ain't making no big deal out of it. Nah, I'm just saying, I know I look like a decayed tooth, but once you <laughs> actually opened up the file, it was like, mm. Oh man, I got back. He was like, Hey, 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 Jermaine. Like you, he, I think he called me by my last name. I think, Hey, Mr. Uh. James. I don't remember all the way, but my point is it works both ways. It's not as much about trying to prove to people that you are something just be. Mm -hmm. And when you are it sooner or later, they will find out like we didn't go in that dealership dressed a certain way and Gucci trying to prove that we did. But it's like sooner or later he realized, cause you got to remember we got mask on and stuff, right? So he can't mm -hmm. see my face. I had on a mask and a hat. So he had no mm. idea who I was until I left. And then he pulled up my file. He looked at what was on the inside of the file and realized who I really was and that I've done good business with him before. And all of a sudden, now he treated me differently because you literally can't judge a book by its cover. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That is that is awesome, and and I think that I think that you know I think that pretty much sums it up. You you know right before you went into that story, you know you were talking about us just kind of fronting and just trying to be all of this. And one of your favorite books in the Bible, Philippians chapter three, verse thirteen, Paul says, "I count not myself to have apprehended." That word literally means what he was saying. If it was today's vernacular, I haven't arrived there yet. Right. But if you keep reading the story of Paul in his life, right before he died, I believe it was in Second Timothy, he said, I uh, kept the faith and I finished the course. All he did was lived it out. Keep he wasn't trying to get the accolades from people. That's powerful, man. So let me let me say this and I'm gonna let you go, Lavelle. Um <sighs> So when you think about that, right, when you really think about that scripture, how, like, because, right, if we being real, it's so tempting for people to want to show off what they have and like, and do it prematurely at that, right? It's tempting. Right. If we being real, the filters on Instagram are amazing. Like just this idea that I could pick up my phone and take a picture of something and just show it off to everybody. Like, so... How do I balance? I, I, I have an opinion about this, but I'm curious of yours. How do you balance what is responsible to share with the public, good or bad, and what is not? Oh, man. <laughs> um, I, I, I would say if you, if you haven't followed the steps and been honest with yourself, honest with God, and gotten an understanding about something before you just blurting it out there, then I will say that would be irresponsible. I think you, I, I, honestly, I think we kind of know <laughs> whether we follow that or not is a whole nother subject, but I think we know, I think it's just something on the inside of us. We know what's responsible and what's irresponsible. And we just have to, to, you know, not do things that are going to potentially hurt other people, cause other people to begin to question their faith, uh, their marriage, their finances, or anything, you know, like that. You know, my wife and I um, went through a certain program, and we're almost completely out of debt now. 
right? But we're not going to look back on other people and, and call them any type of names because we were there. You know, we were we were at that at that point at one time. I had I had so much credit card debt that it was just if I said the price, the amount, you know, you know, people it would just blow people's mind. But sound I'm not like about to get out there. Sound like a population number. <laughs> <laughs> a small town in Texas. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, but I you know, I'm not gonna get out there now saying that I'm a financial advisor. You know, we're we're just now getting to that point. You know, so we're we're it's something that we're still working on. So I wouldn't do anything that I feel like is going to hurt anybody else in in whatever way. Woo! Hey, you be low key preaching, man. You just said it. You're not gonna go out there and be a financial advisor or expert because you're just now doing it. I'll say two right. things about that. Um, number one, give yourself time. Because mm -hmm. even though you might not be ready to be a financial advisor tonight just because you're about to be out of debt, um, mm -hmm. if three or four years go by, you may be the mm -hmm. perfect financial advisor because you've mm -hmm. been through and experienced some things. And keyword here, yeah. you've been consistent. So one of the things that I believe in is I believe in patience. The Bible says, let patience have her perfect work, right? So sometimes mm -hmm. we take the cake out of the oven a little too quick because we're impatient and we're not allowing it. It's like, oh, if you would have left it in there a little longer, you would have been traveling the world talking about this as somebody who's fully debt free and been debt free for three years now versus somebody who's been debt free for six months and then six months later fall back into debt. So like part of the premature, the, the issue with being premature is just that you ain't ready yet. So when you think about a lot of times I'll, I'll think about like, um, like even now, like even the stuff like because people might say like, well, why are you talking about finances now? Like last week's show, the talk is different. Well, we're talking about success and things. But here here's what people might not know. They may not understand. And you, and you do if you listen to the show, you may not understand that I waited eight to 10 years to even open my mouth and start saying it. Mm -hmm. So it's like I have consistently been practicing something, a lifestyle for eight to 10 years now, 10 years now. And I've been practicing this lifestyle. And so through that time, even though I'm still learning, like, so even now I know that I'm not claiming to be the expert on something. Right. But I'm confident mm -hmm. in talking now because I've been consistent enough to actually produce something. Yeah, and so before we, part of being responsible is being patient is my point. That's it, man. I, I was going to say, you know, I, not to go into detail, but there's something my wife and I are looking to do. And who was the first person I called? You. Yep. <laughs> and this was this was a couple of days ago. Yep. So, yeah. And, and, and look, that's not even, and, and that's what I'm saying, right? Lavelle, I just got comfortable because it goes back to what you were saying. I used to be like, oh, I don't want people to take it the wrong way if I'm talking about success or I'm talking about this. And that's why I've always led and still lead with the word of God. And I believe all of the success and things I'm talking about are founded on biblical principles uh, within the proper context. So not me twisting up the Bible. These are things we chopped it up over for eight to 10 years. But I, I, I had to free myself and allow God to free me to be able to talk about these things. Because at some point, right, like Shaq is seven feet tall. At mm -hmm. some point, you can't be ashamed of just 
what who you are, right? So at the end of the day, God has allowed me to live this lifestyle and actually produce. And I wasn't always here, so I understand the other side of it as well to the point that you made. But um, we have to be responsible. And here's the last thing I'll say. Part of responsibility is being guided by the word of God. You you said it. You know if you being guided or not. And I'm not talking about reading scripture like a meme. I'm talking about mm-hmm. first. Patience is first living a godly lifestyle. First live it. Like we try to jump the gun and start preaching before we've produced anything. I want to ask you a question. I want to end with this question. I want to let you wrap it up. Why? What? Okay, you were in debt, right? Without saying the number and stuff and giving all your business away. You you tell a lot of your business, by the way. You tell more of your business on this show than I do. Uh, more power to you. But you were in debt. I, I trust the public. Exactly. With your irresponsible <laughs> self. Um, you were in debt. And that's a lifestyle, right? You were living a lifestyle of debt. Like you, mm-hmm. you was a, you was broke, loaning people money, and I've seen you do it. I couldn't. I, I literally told you I thought you was crazy, and this is a conversation we had. I was looking at you like you are out of your mind. You have no money, and you're loaning people money. It was interesting. Right. But what caused you to change? I'm always interested in what causes someone to change. What was it? Well, okay. So first of all, the the amount of debt I was in was it was it was insurmountable. Like I would not have been able to pay that back had I kept going the route I was going. Um, but then the second thing was I was getting married, and um, one of our counseling sessions was to go through this particular program. And when we went through this program, we both just kind of made a decision that we did not want to take debt into our marriage and then transfer debt to our children. Um, You know, the Bible talks about leaving an inheritance for your children and your children's children, but we didn't want to leave debt to them. We didn't want to be so deep into debt that our children and our grandchildren would not have a good life. Um, So that it was, it was, it was, Pretty much just a, it was a lifestyle change, um, but I had to. I made up my own mind. Lakenya made up her own mind, and then we came together and we just we just did it. Learned. See, here's what you don't even understand the mm. um, the purpose guide: how to be inspired. It's a five step mm. process on how to be inspired. Learn, plan, do, become, be. You said mm. y'all took a class together. Y'all mm-hmm. learned financial literacy. I didn't even realize you were going to say that, but it's dope how I see this framework so much. First, Mm. you have to learn. So part of why you were walking out there and just mounting up debt is because you didn't know you needed an X-ray. That program Mm. was y'all X-ray. It was y'all finally being real with yourselves and being like, you know what? I'm broke. And that's the power of learning and education is some of us are walking around and we won't learn about money. We won't learn about credit. We won't learn the Bible. Learn Mm. it. When you learn something, it changes your life. Learn, plan, do, become, be. Lavelle, man, thank you so much for joining the show today. My brother, um, I'm sure you got to get back to your family um, before you be having to post 
some irresponsible Facebook posts about you and Kenya and the trouble y'all going through because you keep doing <laughs> podcast episodes instead of changing Emmanuel diapers. But appreciate you, bro, man. Have a good night, dude. Thank you, brother. All right, man. Let the music play for a second. This is art. Now bring my vocals in on the four. I don't want to judge you. I only want to challenge you. Because I really love you. I don't want to say too much right now. I don't want to judge you. I only want to challenge you. Because I really love you. Sit right here. You know how hard it is to have people that know you, but don't know you for real. Living life on the surface, I like to call them surfers. I prefer to swim with the divers. They see the treasure as the people inside. Simple, but quite deep if you've allowed yourself to become more accustomed to the shallow waters. Question, are you more afraid to swim or more afraid to drown? Maybe just afraid to find out who you really are. Then finally... They'll have to judge me or love me for who I am. Let's talk about it. Sometimes I feel like I got the best friends and family. Other times I feel like they don't understand me. Like I'm too different. No politicking, for instance. Too much money involved. I know business is business. They screaming Black Lives Matter. Make America great. I say you want to be free. Then you got to be saved. Sometimes agree with the blacks. Sometimes agree with the white. At the end of the day, I just want to be like Christ. And that's offensive even to Christians. How do you explain that? So tell me. Do you judge me or love me? For who I am, but who am I? Sometimes I want to be great. Other times I want to be safe. ATBG can't seem to make up my mind. I would hate to find out I waited too late. The clock is ticking. Now I'm building this legacy. Stopped seeing what I am. Started seeing what I could be. Inspired God's people. I learned how to plan and started doing. I knew I had to become before I could be. The inspiration. Do you judge me or love me? For who I am. What would it take for me to get the honest answer to that question from you? Just think about it. I don't want to judge you. I only want to challenge you. Because I really love you. That's that's really all it is for me. It's, man. I don't want to judge you. I only want to challenge you. I'm just trying to get beyond Because I really love you. It's a thin line. Hard thing, but you really gotta separate to move on. You ain't really trying to hear that. Most people so in love with the oldies, they can never sing a new song. Maybe like back in my day, we used to do it like this and get our groove on. All right now. And I be like, get off the flow before you break your hips and put some shoes on. Come on, nephew. You so in love with the past, you'll never meet the future. I'm just trying to convince you to make a contribution to the new you, the future. FUBU, time to make the switch from VHS to Hulu. Who trying to grow with me? I don't want to judge you. No, I don't. No. I only want to challenge you. Yes, I do. Yeah. Because I really love you. Now say it back. 